Welcome to The Wallaway. This is Imran, and I'm here with Chris Grayson from Urban Strength Institute. Wanted to make, up a, make a follow-up video to the Khabib and Connor fight, as, in my opinion, there were a lot of life lessons to be learned about it beyond the actual fight. So, Chris, reactions to the fight in regards to what we saw, what happened after the fight, all the trash talking that happened before the fight. What are just some feelings that you had after the fight was all said and over? When we were sitting there watching it and it was over, yeah. uh, my initial reaction was, what did you think was going to happen? I, to be honest, I wasn't surprised at all. And uh, it didn't bother me that much, to be honest with you. you know, it really didn't bother me. I didn't think it was disgusting or all these different things people were saying. Um, I think uh, he could have, Habib could have used uh, the time after the fight better. Um, I think if he would have been able to uh, get on the mic, I think it could have been a lot better for him and uh, main, mainly for him. I mean, for the most part, I'm thinking more in, in regards to what happened, more about Habib than about Connor. Well, let's take it back to what you said. You said you weren't surprised, yeah. and I'm assuming you mean about the melee or whatever happened afterwards. Why weren't you surprised by that? Well, Connor McGregor, uh, you know, he said a lot of nasty things, man. He, uh, you know, he talked about this man's father. He talked about this man's religion, this man's country. He said some really nasty things. Um, I don't think you can, you, uh, Habib, obviously I don't know Habib, but, you know, people take that stuff seriously sometimes. So obviously I don't know um, Conor McGregor's motives. I can only assume. Um, part of me thinks um, this was just to promote the fight. You know, it's for pay-per-view buys. Um, part of me also thinks it's a lot of it. It's, it's his personality. I think he has a uh, whatever uh, adjective you'd want to use regarding that type of a personality. He's certainly not an introvert. He's not a quiet person. Um, I think that could be part of it. I think fame could be a part of it. There could be a lot of reasons. Um, even if it was just to promote the fight and he didn't mean some of the things that he said, um, what he has to realize, and, and, I, and I hope he's realizing this right now, I hope he has some time to uh, reflect upon what, he, what had happened and, and his role he played. People take these things serious. It's one thing to, to criticize a fighter like he used to do and just talk about the, the holes in their game and why he thinks he's better, and that is appropriate trash talk but when you're starting to talk about somebody's family somebody's religion somebody's country these are these are foolish things to to, to even bring up um to, i think personally if i was in the fight business and, and i you know i was a professional fighter i certainly wouldn't go there and, and to be honest i think i could promote the fight um and stay clean at the same time just as good if not better because this is gonna this is gonna kind of Take some shine off Conor McGregor, man. Um, let, me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Because you train high-level athletes, you train MMA athletes, and you're currently training a UFC uh, fighter, correct? Yeah. My, my, the first thing that I thought was uh, adrenaline when Habib jumped over. Yeah. People try to act like it's premeditated or he's been thinking about it. But sometimes when you train high-level athletes, they have to cut weight, they have to strength train, they have to do their cardio. How much emotion for them do you think is invested when they finally make it to the big show and they, they make the big fight? I mean, we see a second and we judge that entire second by that second. But we don't realize that these guys have been training for that one fight maybe for months. Mm -hmm. 
So you have people that you train. What are some of the emotions that you see on a normal basis? And are you surprised that in the heat of a moment, something like this happened? I'm not surprised in, in regards to um, emotion. Um, when I train athletes, whether it be MMA athletes or, or another athlete in another sport, to be honest, I don't see much emotion here or I don't see abnormal emotion. Um, we're, we're in the weight room. I mean, it's, it's your regular normal stuff. So I don't really see, I can't really make a connection compared to what I see here in the weight room and emotion based off the emotion there. But I, I can, as a, as a grown-up, as a man, uh, I can speculate. I've played sports, and I'm an emotional person. Uh, the amount of adrenaline and the emotion that you must feel just from winning a fight, be, uh, without all the trash talking, is probably profound. I mean, we've heard fighters talk about it's the highest of highs when you win and the lowest of lows. It's like a drug. There's no doubt in my mind that that's very accurate. Now when you throw on top of that somebody who perhaps comes from a, a culture where you, know, you talk about family, you talk about religion, you talk about country, they're going to take it maybe more serious than, let's say, somebody in America might take it. Now there's going to be a heck of a lot even more emotions. So, there's a, you know, after something like that happens, all the buildup, all the trash talk, all, all the training, like you said, um, there's going to be all this emotion, and now you have somebody else throwing fuel on the fire and just bringing that emotion up even higher. And that's from watching some of the videos and, and uh, after all this happened, that sounds like that's basically what happened. I, from, from, from watching these things, I don't think Habib would have jumped out of the cage if he didn't have a reason to jump out of the cage. I think Habib, it would have been the end of a, a fight like a, any other UFC fight. They would have came out, they would have said, you know, and winner is, you know, raised his hand, put the belt on him, and they would have gave him an opportunity to, to speak into the mic. Well, you got another guy that's still talking garbage down there on the floor, um, and, and this, a lot of emotion was in this with all the things that were said. So that's why, that's why I personally wasn't surprised at all. You know, I don't know if there's people that are, I do not understand why they are. That's just, a, I have no idea at all why they would be, um, um, you know, surprised that something like this would happen. I mean, it's just, come on, you know. What do you, what do you think, do you think Habib was trying to prove a point? Because even if you watch the press conference, uh, the post-fight conference, and he said, um, I want to, like, I'm, I'm trying to change the game. Uh -huh. I don't want this to be about trash talk. He's like, you don't talk about country, religion, politics, family. Uh -huh. It should just be about the fight game. And obviously the reason these guys make a lot of money, the UFC itself, not the fighters necessarily, is because people buy the fights. But how, how do we drive this big point home that this is kind of taken over, right? The trash talking, the personal attacks, and then, you know, making it like you, when we talked about in the cards, part of the story now. Uh -huh. So they put it into the videos, him attacking the bus, they made it a part of the promotion. Uh, Connor making fun of Khabib's, Khabib's coach, his family. They, you know, other media outlets used it in the promotion. But what what is this? What kind of message does it send people? Like for me, it's it makes it acceptable that this is acceptable to do. But I felt like Habib was trying to prove a point. Do you agree with that? And do you think there should be any type of regulations after this incident in regards to what is allowed to be said and what should be the primary focus in these press conferences? 
Yeah, um, I think Habib, his point was, um, I, I wouldn't use the words that Habib was trying to make a point rather than Habib's trying to show um, how to be a respectful human being and have honor and dignity. Um, and I think that's because he's grounded in his religion. Uh, your, the religion teaches us these things, and that's the, that's the way we should be. Even if you're not religious, this is the way adults should be. Um, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, in regards to uh, trying to regulate what people should say, um, that's, that's, that's tough because we do live in a society here, at least in America, where we have free speech. But you're responsible for what you say. And I think most adults that are intelligent, smart people, um, they know this. And I think that's why you have a lot of people that um, lost a lot of respect for Conor McGregor after the bus incident. Um, when he first showed up in the UFC, I think he was doing a really good job with his trash talk. It was, it was aimed at fighters in their uh, shortcomings or limitations as a fighter. It was entertaining, people loved it, and I think outside from Conor McGregor being a good fighter, this is what got Conor McGregor to that superstar status. He's just taken it too far over the last you know, nine months to a year. Um, and, and smart, intelligent adults see that and, and believe that too. I've, I've heard people on videos, even fighters, say this. Um, so, you know, you're, you're going to get young people, unfortunately, or people that aren't maybe thinking things through as well as they should. They're going to be impressionable with this stuff. It is going to affect people um, in, a, in a negative way, meaning that they're going to, uh, they're going to condone this type of behavior. Um, I think the UFC should, should basically, before they start a... Um, you know, your pre-fight uh, promotions, I think they should talk to fighters and they should let them know, basically, and, and, and this should be, this is a perfect reason to start doing this because of what happened. They should start talking to uh, the fighters and letting them know, like, look, we're not trying to get rid of your free speech, okay, but you guys, you see what happens when we choose the wrong words, when we say the wrong things, and the thing is, is this really how you want to be remembered? I mean, a lot of these fighters are in their, their 20s and early 30s. More than likely, when they retire from the sport and they become, you know, in their 40s and their 50s, are they going to be embarrassed by some of these things? Do they have that perspective? This is not the legacy that they're going to want to leave behind. It's, it's, it, it, it's not good. It hurts them. Um, it does affect people. Um, so yeah, I think they should say, hey, you know, you shouldn't be talking about a fighter's family. You shouldn't be talking about a fighter's religion. Where are fighters from? You want to talk about the fighter? Talk about the fighter. I don't think that they should necessarily censor uh, and get rid of free speech, but I think there needs to be a conversation. I think fighters and, and human beings just need to be reminded of that in general. Like, hey, yeah, you can say what you want here, but there are there are repercussions to your words. Um, choose your words, you know, and represent yourself the way you're going to be proud of 10, 15, 20 years from now. The thing that I'm having a hard time coming, hard time coming to, uh, like, reconciling is that these guys are fighters. They're training to fight. It's not a switch that they can just turn off, right? Mm -hmm. 
So what I see is you've been training for months, you've been watching promotional videos, you've been making promotions. You do have a level of maybe hatred or, or animosity towards the person. I mean, to a certain extent, and I've heard other fighters talk about this, you do feel at times that you're going to kill this person, right? You have to kind of train yourself to kill or be killed. Mm -hmm. The thing is, I don't think it's that easy to just turn that off. Just because the fight is over, all the things that were said and done, it's hard to just forget about it. Now, the unfortunate part for me are a few things. One, if you saw, uh, did you see the incident between the Irish and Russian fans afterwards? Yeah, like in a mall. In a mall. I think, it, I think it was in the arena. I saw something like yeah, that. and then yeah, I think the, some guy got knocked he out. got knocked out. And then the, the second press conference between Conor and Khabib, where Khabib left early, there was a fight in the audience. I didn't see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, again, if this is just promotion, if it's just business, the fans aren't getting that message, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the video that I did see with the guy that got knocked out, it looked pretty clear that he was intoxicated. And see, that's the other thing that goes along with these fights with entertainment is alcohol, mm -hmm. right? And then you get people that probably shouldn't even be drinking alcohol to begin with. Maybe they're just mentally somewhat unstable. They're, you know, not the most headstrong, level-headed people to begin with. You throw alcohol into the mix, it's bad. I mean, it's the things escalate rather quickly and people just do stupid things. And that's, that's another thing that's really unfortunate. Um, yeah, I, I agree 100%. I don't think you can just turn things off after a fight right then and there. You're going to be up on this big high switch and you're going to be able to switch down and, you know... Um, and, and be completely different. I think it takes practice like everything else. I do, I have heard many fighters talk about, you know, there's a huge psychological aspect of fighting. Everybody knows that um, with, when it comes to trying to get in the other, uh, your opponent's head and all these things. Um, and I think that fighters, as they get, um, have, you know, get later into their careers and they get more experience, I think they get better at that. And, um, and that's from experience, and that's from practice, and that's just part of life. I think that happens to us as uh, in the real world, too. If you're not even a fighter, you get better, and you, you gain perspective, and you start to get more control. I even think Habib um, has learned from this, too, even though I'm not faulting Habib necessarily um, on any of this. Um, I think he could have done a few things differently, yes, but I'm not putting the blame on Habib. What could he have done differently? Well, I think, I think um, now... Um, and, and uh, you know, retrospect to everything that happened, he, I, I would bet you, I would bet you that he himself is, is contemplating these things and thinking about how perhaps he wish he would have handled it too. Um, and he even made a comment at the post-fight press conference about his father, mm. you know what I mean? And I think, I think Habib, I think a lot of um, men, um, when they're young, they, they make mistakes, and as they get older, they become their father. And what I mean by that is if their father was a good man. You, you, you start to become more wise, and you, you learn your lessons, and you don't make the same mistakes. And then we tell younger people, whether it's our children or somebody else on this, and sometimes it just falls on deaf ears. That's, that's the rub. That's part of life, and that's, that's the unfortunate reality. Um, yeah, I wish Khabib would, or Habib would have had the opportunity to get on the mic. And I think that he could have made a lot of the things that uh, Conor McGregor said and did sting a whole lot more than what he did. Um, and I would have liked to see that. But regarding, uh, I mean, the reason why I'm not really blaming Habib for all this is I think you've got to really pull back and you've got to take a view, you know, a 30,000-foot view, uh, if you will, and you got to look at, you know, where this start, uh, where did, how did this start, when did it start, how did it escalate, all these things. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it.
in closing, uh, I think we were just watching. It seems like uh, Connor was apologizing to Khabib between the rounds and saying it was just business. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Khabib at one point, he got on top of Connor and said, let's talk now. Yeah. But now in retrospect, if the you know, younger people are watching, you talk a big game, you talk trash about someone's family, religion, country, you're trying to incite violence to a certain extent, maybe, and then you apologize during the bout. What message does that send? Well, that could send a lot of messages. Um, it, back, it makes you look really bad, number one. But to me, there's, there's bigger messages in that. There's the surface superficial message that you look mentally weak. There's that. But then there's the message, the deeper message. And that is, if that is true, if Conor McGregor truly feels that this was just about business, and let's just pretend that's the truth. Let's pretend Conor McGregor really, this was about pay-per-view pay uh, buys and money in promoting the fight. And that maybe it is. That's that's really bad because you're losing your your honor and your dignity for money. And also, I personally think you can still talk trash about your opponent in a classier way without talking about somebody's family, their their religion, their country, and do it better. Because if you have to resort to some cheap shot about somebody's father or somebody's religion, you're not smart enough. Everybody gives this guy credit for being really witty and, you know, really good with his words. And you don't want to get into an argument or, or with Conor McGregor, you know, he'll beat you. And he is. He is witty. And he is smart. I think that um, he could do better. Uh, I hope he learned from this. I hope he's thinking about this and, uh, and he, he goes back to a better way. You know, that's all I really have to say about it. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on. And, but, uh, you know, I don't uh, dislike Connor per se from this. I still like him as a fighter. And, and, even, and I don't know him personally, obviously. So I can only assume um, of why he does what he does and why he says what he says. And, and you know, if I, if I could talk to him, uh, I would say, I would basically just say like, hey, you know, I think you can do better. I think you can, you can promote a fight better than that. I think you're better than that. I don't think you need to bring somebody's family, religion, and all that into it. And I'm saying that as a fan, and I'm also saying it on somebody that likes to see people strive to become the best version of themselves and so it's a it's a battle i i hope connor wherever he is is really thinking about all this and uh because i i think he's i i personally believe he's probably a really good person still i still believe that even though i can't prove it sometimes you know when situations like this you know you got somebody that's rather young that blows up on the scene and and and, and becomes this superstar overnight i mean how many people can truly handle that that's got to be a very difficult challenge for somebody to uh to be able to deal with that and sometimes maybe sometimes uh things like this have to happen to somebody, to some superstar that's having a difficult time dealing with it for to kind of wake them up and realize like, yeah, I'm having problems with the fame. I'm having problems with the money and I'm starting to go down a path that 
isn't good, isn't good for me, isn't good for, for the fans, for the sport. And even though, even though like a lot of these people, they're not in this uh, to be role models, the unfortunate reality is they, they, directly, they directly they are and they have a responsibility because, you know, you're in the limelight. You're in the limelight. Not only should you do this for yourself, you know, to, re- to, to maintain your dignity and your respect, your, your self-worth, but you have the responsibility or the, uh, or, or the, re- the ability to help somebody else, help younger people out that are very impressionable, lack perspective, to show them a better way. That's a lot of responsibility, and, and you, need to, you, need to take, you need to take responsibility for that responsibility. <laughs> Well, while away, listeners, I think this was a great ending point and a great conclusion and summary. Please like and subscribe. Leave your comments below. Chris, thank you so much.